I'm Alexa Lauren, and welcome to my podcast, Heart of a Seeker. Today's episode is called Heart's Condition. I think it's pretty fitting considering the podcast is called Heart of a Seeker. And I actually wrote this message in 2010. I used to actually write a lot, and it was easier for me to write than to actually verbally begin to share what God was putting on my heart. But that's kind of where this podcast was born was from years of writing and things that I felt God placed on my heart. I wanted to also remind you guys, if you haven't already, I do have a free ebook called 30 Days of Prayer, Bye Bye Anxiety. So if you haven't already downloaded it, I definitely recommend you go to imalexalauren.com and get your free copy. On September 16th, which is actually a very special day, it's my what would have been my dad's 57th birthday, I'm going to launch the actual journal version of the ebook. It will be available for purchase, so keep an eye out for when I begin to share that as well. It's more interactive. It's for people that want to actually do the prayers and do a little more self-reflecting and begin to write maybe some things that they might be going through and give people an opportunity outside of just praying, but also self-reflecting, which I feel we should really do is look at the condition condition of our hearts. So I feel this will be a really great message today, and I want to go ahead and open up in prayer. Father God, thank you for today. Thank you for your love, your kindness, your mercy. Thank you that you are a good father. I pray that those that are listening would have the ears to hear, Lord, that it would plant good seed in their heart, Father God, that it would take deep root and it begin to speak to them, Father God. I pray you would give them peace, Lord, and that you would begin to just minister to them and that would begin to have ears to hear. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So this episode will be a little bit different than the other ones that y'all typically might have heard if you've been following. If not, if this is your first time listening, this is definitely a different episode. I'll actually be reading something that I wrote in 2010, but I'm also going to interject what I've learned now over the past 11 years. So this will be a very fun time of of us being together today of just really diving in and reflecting on our hearts and what God might be speaking to each one of us. So I wrote this in August, August 5th of 2010. It's called Heart's Condition. As I was driving, I was deep in thought like always, just thinking how different I am since a year ago, how I've gotten to a point where I cannot imagine not having God in my life. How thankful I am Jesus came to this earth, died for my sins, left me his Holy Spirit to give me access to him. So a little backstory, um, in July of 2009, I was actually baptized and decided to begin to seek God wholeheartedly. I knew Jesus, you know, from a younger age, I was like seven years old when I said the prayer of salvation, but I was not raised in church. I went to church briefly here and there throughout my life, but it definitely was not something consistent. And so, like many, sometimes we question who is God. Um, we question our belief in Him. And so that's kind of where I was at by the age of 17. So by the time I was 
19, I began to really feel a pull to begin to seek him. I was struggling a lot with depression and anxiety for years, and I felt like there had to be something else to life because I could not continue living the way I was living. So this is now, the when I wrote this, a year after I get baptized. I was 21 then, and when I'm writing this, I was 22 years old. <clears throat> some were raised in the church, some were not. Some were introduced to Christ, but then forgot. Some just never had had a chance to discover who he really is. The heart's condition. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners. Isaiah 61.1 We are all broken. No matter if we have suffered much heartache or a little, or one day we will face something very hard. It's sad that in the midst of our pain and hurt, then we come to Jesus. That was me. I was introduced to Christ at a young age and then forgot. Life happened as it does for all. We always, we are always trying to discover who we are and we try to do what others do to fit in. People make fun of us because we may not be like them or we just settle for whatever comes our way, teaching ourselves to become numb. The sad part of it all is we never have complete peace. We are always caught up in what others will say, think, or do. Peace I leave to you. My peace I give. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. John 14, 27. Then Jesus went to work on his disciples. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Do not run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me, and I will show you how self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way to finding yourself, your true self. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself? What could you ever trade your soul for? Matthew sixteen twenty four through 26, and that's actually the message um, translation, so it's written a little different. But I like it because it really gets you thinking that I like how it says that self-help is no help at all. As we begin to walk in truth, read God's word, it may not always make sense at first, but it's a word that will make sense as you continue to discover him. God created you with a specific task in mind. There is something so special in you that only you can do, nobody else. We all have gone through different trials in life and we ask, why me? Well, how could you reach the world if you can't even relate to other people in the, and the things in it? Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those that are being tempted, Hebrews 2.18. And they're talking about Jesus, that because Jesus came and was man, he was able to identify all the same feelings and things that we go through. I continue and I say, since the start of my journey, I have to say I'm much happier now than I have ever been. I can't say I don't cry and I don't get frustrated at times that I have not had to deal with some unpleasant circumstances. But like Jesus says in John, God offers us a peace the world cannot give. So I go back to, he has sent me, Jesus, to bind up the brokenhearted. 
and I begin to think on how I was living my life before Christ, and how I was full of heartache, loneliness, and sadness, trying whatever I could do to fill the huge hole that was in my heart for years of feeling alone. The more and more I did, the more disappointed and sad and angry I was. I became very self-centered, did what I wanted when I wanted, because going through another disappointment was totally out of the question. So I did not think about how my actions were going to affect others or those close in my life. I was too caught up in the now, not caring what would happen later. See, God is not like that. He cares about the now and the later, not the past. He cares about your salvation of knowing you intimately and giving you hope and a future you never even dreamed would happen, reference Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Your salvation through Christ so that you can have access to him. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to my father except through me, John 14, 6, to proclaim freedom of the captives. So remember, this is, I'm referencing Isaiah again for the beginning of the message. It says to proclaim freedom for the captives. Then through establishing a relationship with the Lord, he begins to free you of old desires. He begins to renew your mind. He sets you free from everything and release from darkness for the prisoners. My pastor recently said, if you were in jail, how would you bail your fellow cellmate out? If you're still in captivity and incarcerated to your old habits and ways of thinking, how could you ever bring hope to someone else who's going through the same thing? The Lord wants to restore us and release us from the darkness so that we can help others who are still prisoners. And then there are those who say the love of the Lord and do things in his name, yet do not know him. We gossip, we judge, or we see God as a set of rules we must follow to get to heaven. Many may say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will plainly say, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Matthew 7, 22, 23. Again, it goes back to the fact that God wants intimacy with us. He wants an actual relationship with us. And so when we sit here and we say, oh, I love God, I know God, but yet our life is not a reflection of who he is and We're not truly seeking him because God knows us. He knows our hearts. We can deceive others, but we cannot deceive him. And so that's why even if we do things, God's going to see with what intentions we did things. Where was our heart? Where was the position of our heart? What was our heart's condition when we were doing the things that we have chosen to do? It goes on and says, I never knew you. I mean, I think my heart would crush into a million itty-bitty pieces if my father said that to me. If there is anything I see here screaming out is, it's not about good works. It's about knowing God, his heart, and what his desires are. It's not about us. It's about being so in love with Christ that when you see him one day, you just fall to the ground in tears because what kind of love is it to see your creator's face face to face, and finally get to meet him, to have that passion and desire that when you see him, he will embrace you and tell you, oh, my faithful servant, how I love you. So now I want to ask you, what is your heart's condition? 
I want you to know it does not matter what you have done or what you are doing. God will give you desires and hopes if you want him to. He will give you peace you never knew. He will restore you and open your eyes to see different views. He will love you like you have always wanted to be loved. I think of Peter. I was like Peter. I think most of us are. I desired God. I eventually realized only he would make me feel whole. And even though I kept messing up, God saw my heart. I mean, what kind of love is that? God knew I was living deep in sin, and yet he still wanted me. He saw the desire I had to know him and how I needed him. And there in the midst of my sinning, he still came to me. He embraced me as I was in tears crying my heart out on the floor of my apartment. He came to me. He did not care what I had been doing in that moment. He just wanted to heal my broken heart. What a beautiful Savior. So before I close out in prayer, I do want to add kind of a little more of just what my life has been like in the last 11 years. And yesterday was kind of interesting. I didn't have plans to really read this specific message today. I was going to read a different one. And reading over that again shows me that still to this day, I cannot deny the existence of who God is. He's been so good and gracious to me, even as I continued to make mistakes, even as I continued to fall short. The beautiful part of it is he has always been there through every tear, through every storm, through every moment of happiness, joy, through every season that I've lived over the last 11 years, he's been there. Through my first marriage and divorce, through my dad dying of cancer, through the miscarriage of my twins, through my second divorce. Through it all, God has been faithful But I also have to be honest and say that some of the things were out of my control. I couldn't control the fact that my dad got sick. I couldn't control the fact that he isn't on earth anymore, that it was his time to go. I can't control the fact that I had a miscarriage. But one thing that I can go back and think where I could have grown was selecting a spouse. And I normally do not talk about relationships in the sense of like giving advice, but I do want to share some things God had taught me. I have to be honest and say when I was 22, 23, 21, those, those two and a half years that I was fully submerged in seeking God, you know, I didn't have a boyfriend relationship and most of my younger years, I really didn't have a boyfriend or relationship. And so this desperate feeling began to set in of wanting a husband and children. And I had a lot of childhood, you know, traumas that I hadn't dealt with. And unfortunately, I literally, my one um, requirement was that he had to be nice to me. And sadly, no one really sat down to educate me like, hey, there's so many more things you should be looking for in someone and you can't just look at the potential or the good in them, right? And mind you, this was like 10, 11 years ago. We don't have all the things we have now to educate ourselves and more at our fingertips to begin to learn. So back then, I didn't know my worth and I ended up in my first marriage 
And God warned me, even before I got married, brought some things to light. And I still chose to get married because I was very hard-headed. And I was like, well, I made a commitment. This is what I'm going to do. Not realizing the importance of who you join yourself with. I remember shortly after that relationship ended being very upset because I was like, God, I did things your way. I did X, Y, Z. And I remember God speaking to me and saying, Alex, you cannot do X, Y, Z expecting a certain result. That's not how I work. And I was like, wow. And it showed me that in my heart, I was still trying to control things. And I didn't realize that unintentionally, I was trying to quote unquote, follow this rule book and do everything the best way I could according to God so that I could get my way, which in a way is manipulation. So God began to point these things out to me and begin to continue to set me free and open my eyes to where I had created an idol. And for me, a re- relationships had become idols in my life. This desire for a husband and children became my idol. And unfortunately, it also became began to destroy me because I was not patient and I did not wait and I wanted things in my moment when I wanted it and I wanted it now. So then from there, again, not dealing with my issues, not dealing with my childhood trauma, not dealing with the abuse, you know, and the mental abuse and the emotional abuse from the previous relationship. My dad passes away and I get into a second relationship. I did not give myself time to heal in between. And honestly, I have not spoken about this very publicly, but I feel that I know I'm not the only person that has been in this place. And I know there's so many other people that have felt this way, struggled sometimes with these same thoughts. And if I can share a bit of my story to encourage you to really just trust God in your process. I know sometimes we want things when we want them. But we need to give ourselves time to really seek God and let him heal our broken heart. Because when we bring our brokenness into other relationships or into whether that's romantically or even friendships, unfortunately, when we're hurting, sometimes we hurt the other person, even if we don't intentionally mean to or we do it intentionally out of anger. So I get into my second relationship shortly after um, leaving my first husband And unfortunately, I was still now dealing with the grief of my father, which took me a year to even realize my dad had passed away. I was like in denial for a year. And so when I'm going through that, I was like looking for someone to guide me. I I really felt like I lost um, some like a big piece of wisdom on this earth that my dad, even though, you know, he wasn't a perfect human being, he gave amazing advice and was a very wise man. And I remember thinking to myself um, that I felt lost. And instead of going to God and allowing God to guide me fully, again, I was looking to man. And my second husband had a lot of godly wisdom, and I began to cling to him in a very unhealthy way, expecting him to fix me, expecting him to, you know, I guess like heal me emotionally. And unfortunately, it ended up making the relationship very toxic. And I'm not fully blaming myself. I mean, we each had our part to play. But it just showed me that when we're not mentally stable and allow God to heal our hearts, unfortunately, we bring those toxic behaviors or patterns into the new relationship. And so, unfortunately, going through all of that, I realized that 
I still had a lot I needed to deal with. And I was looking again to the wrong source to bring healing and joy. You can never expect another human being to fulfill you and give you hope and give you peace and give you joy and to fix you. Like they're not Jesus. And unfortunately, we're looking constantly in other places, whether it's addictions, relationships, through sex, through promiscuity, through so many different avenues. And the truth is, it's never going to fully fulfill us. It's only going to be temporary. And so as I continued down the path and I end up through my second divorce, I remember being kind of frustrated and saying, God, what's wrong with me? Why do I end up in these poor relationships? Why do I end up in these toxic relationships? And I really felt the Holy Spirit tell me, you need to exercise wisdom. I have given you wisdom. So I always tell people, when we don't seek God and we don't read the word of God, we're just servicing ourselves. Because through his word, that's where we find the power and freedom to walk in the authority that Christ has given us. But if we don't read it, how are we going to ever combat the lies of the enemy? And I've said this before in another podcast, How did Jesus combat the lies of the enemy when he was being tempted for 40 days and 40 nights? With the word of God. So if you don't know the word of God and you don't read it and you don't begin to seek him, how are you going to combat those lies when they come against you to attack your mind? And that's why it's so important, important, like in Romans, it says, we are not to be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of our mind. So how do we renew our mind? By learning new things, by beginning to read what God's word says. And so when God told me I've given you wisdom, I realized too many times I was allowing my feelings to drive me, not wisdom. And so God told me, I told you what love is. My love is in 1 Corinthians 13. And that's where he talks about love. And then God says, you will know people by the fruit of their spirit. Don't go by what they're telling you. Look at their life. Look at the fruit their life is producing. Of course, there's no perfect human being out there. But the truth is, when you put God first and you are willing to yield to him to to teach you, to clean you, to wash you, to heal you, your life begins to be transformed. But it takes a step on our behalf to be able to get there. So I really hope this message encouraged you today. I'm going to actually close off with close out with the prayer that I wrote in this book in 2010. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share your incredible love for us. I ask for those that have lost their fire for you that you may reignite it. For those who have been walking with you that they may continue to grow them and mature them through your word. Lord, I ask for those that maybe have never had the opportunity to know you, Lord. I ask that you begin to water the seed that has been placed in their hearts. Lord, I pray that any scheme of the enemy be bound right now in the name of Jesus, and we pray that your truth would set them free. Lord, I know whoever is listening that there is a purpose and that you're doing something special in them. They are closer to fulfilling their calling you have on their life. Lord, I pray that you would cover them and keep them and that you you would reveal yourself to them and keep them safe. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for listening. And just a reminder, if you have not already downloaded my free ebook, 30 Days of Prayer, Bye Bye Anxiety, you can go to imalexalauren.com. Also, you can follow me on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. And my handle is imalexalauren. And 
Again, on September 16th, I will be releasing the journal version of the 30 Days of Prayer book, Bye Bye Anxiety, for those that are seeking a more interactive version. Thank you again until next time.